we're all we're a distinct disadvantage to women and that we're really, really hopeless at sharing and opening up about shit. And so therefore, the default of that is that we then bottle it up and cover it up in all the wrong ways, right? Um, that is, is, doesn't serve you and it certainly doesn't serve your family. You know, it doesn't work out really, really well. That's David Morrison. I'm your host, Jared Lestrange, and you're listening to episode 34 of The Superdad Show. Welcome to the Super Bad Show, David Morrison. Thanks for having me on, buddy. And um, I'm glad we've got like some parameters to stick to because I'm sure the two of us <laughs> could talk the varnish off the coffee table. Oh, uh, absolutely. All you got to do is watch our Facebook lives. We, we can go anywhere with those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right, I'm really so, excited to be on here. Thank you very good much. Good man. Good man. I'm, I'm glad to have you. So look, question one, I really want to know for starters, can you tell us more about you know where you were born, what your yep. family was like? Mm-hmm. And what life is like for you right now as a dad? You can go back as far as you want, go as deep as you want with that. Cool. Okay. So um, I'm from Australia, born in Melbourne, um, grew up in pubs in Melbourne and country Victoria. Uh, like probably majority of people my age or men my age, um, you know, my parents divorced when I was young. Um, we moved from country, uh, we were living in Albury at the time and we moved to Sydney when we were about, my mum and I and my brother moved there when we were about seven. Mm. Um, and so, you know, that was a pretty big, you know, big event in my life and it shaped a lot about how I view family life, how I view, um, you know, just how I wanted to, you know, build my own life as I grew up. So mm-hmm. moved to Sydney, lived in <laughs> lived in Jermoyne, you know, pretty much ended up in the northern beaches, which I've pretty been, pretty much been there ever since. Um, and you know, growing up, like, you know, I didn't have a tough childhood at all. Like, you know, life was pretty good. Like lived on the Northern beaches. My mum worked the butt off to give us everything that we need to have. Um, you know, if I wasn't, if I wasn't, um, you know, surfing, I was at the surf club, um, you know, academically <laughs> should have done a lot better, but <laughs> I was, I was probably, probably, um, getting stoned too much when I was in school, um, which was, not a good thing. Um, and then, you know, like left school, mate, didn't go to uni, just sort of hustled, um, followed a process at that point of going, well, I'm going to work hard and that's always going to lose me, lead me to my next opportunity. Mm-hmm. I had a very random career in life. Like I've done everything from, you know, be a part of the Olympic team for the City 2000 Olympics as um, project director for uh, athlete um, liaison and um, mm-hmm. uh, what you call political affairs. Um, and also worked for the AOC for a number of years. Before that, I worked in musical theatre and event management. Uh, and then I worked for in music PR for about eight years. And I did everything for working with um, Rolling Stones, Pearl Jam, U2, and touring around with them to working for the WWE wrestling and hanging out with the Rock and right. Triple H. Flair, the Nature Boy, Chris Benoit. Undertaker Kane, you name it, I've, I've hung out with all of them. <laughs> um, so it was pretty funny. And then I came back and that was when I was living in London and then I met my wife over there. We're both from Australia, mm-hmm. um, both from Manly actually, <laughs> the Northern Beaches. How'd that um, happen? Were you, were you drunk at a pub one night? And... Uh, at the walkabout, um, which a lot of people yeah. in London yeah. were familiar with. And we actually didn't, I didn't know her back in Australia, but like didn't know her. And okay. um, yeah, yeah, hooked up over there, moved back to Australia. Then I worked in the media industry for a long time. Um, I, I use that term broadly, but it was like I worked for Channel 10 and, and some of the other companies they bought. And then, um, you know, went to work for the NRMA for five years. Then I quit there 18 months ago to take a 
because one business we already built got big enough to replace my income and I was Mm. just really, I was a frustrated, angry dad, didn't want to be and felt like I was wasting my life. Mm. And, um, yeah, through that, married, three daughters. um, How old are your kids now? um, Eight, six and eight months old. And, you know, through all that, um, you know, have, have, gone like probably the most most uh pivotal moments have really happened in the last six or seven years because mm. you know six years ago my wife sat me on the couch and just said I wasn't the man she married um I, I know like I know how deep and open we go on these podcasts you just pull me up if I kind of go down a path or a tangent you're kind of like hey no no um it um you know I got to a point where I was just like not looking after my health you know um drinking way too much um too many other substances on the weekend and um, just tired, burnt out, not looking after myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, it got too much for her. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. that, and, that, and I know you're really passionate about your health. Um, and it can be like, and we talked about like people making change before, like you get, you get presented with musts in life. And, you know, a must can come in the form of your own awareness where you actually come to a conclusion you need to change. Or like mine, it was pressed upon me. And, you know, mm-hmm. nothing, nothing mm-hmm. motivates a man more than either, you know, financial yeah. ruin or loss of a marriage. Yeah. Um, mm. So that, like, that was a huge, it was a huge moment because from that point, I started to get healthier again, and I did. I got really healthy, had massive health transformation. Just, I just got fit and strong again. Um, and then that just led to more personal development, waking my mind up after I woke my body up, then starting to see bigger gain from myself mm. uh, to where I am now. So it's like, there's loads more in there. I was just, I was just scared. Oh, the reason the reason why I just knew I had to uh, had to have a conversation with you is that just in your very brief, um, uh, you know, intro in the group the other day, I went, "Wow, three girls!" You know, like obviously now I know you've been a jack of all trades with lots of different jobs as well, which I have. I smoked my way through uh, high school as well, and just lots of different things like that, and and um, you know, really wanting to to get on track and be a good role model to our kids and turn our life around, um, which is what it means to be a super dad, you know, growth, growth mindset and really yep. doing the hard things um, to improve yep. our lives and, and the life of our family. So, look, you've, you've already touched on quite a bit, but I think we can probably um, choose three. So can you share with our listeners three of the most defining moments in your life to date? Three of the most defining moments. I think definitely... Definitely moving to London when I was 29 Um, because I I was a person that had a lot of scarcity, a lot of fear mindset going on in their life for a really, Mm. really long time. And, you know, a lot of it's connected to upbringing, moving around a lot, all that kind of stuff. And and coming from that era where, you know, it was all about like you've got to build a career, you've got to build a career and Mm. all that kind of stuff. And I just – and I got to the point where I'd reached a level of success and it also – you know, been a person with a lot of street smarts, I'd, I'd managed to build up a contact network through my PR that meant that I could get a job going over to the UK. Mm. Um, so just backing myself and that was a huge step for me um, and a really big pivotal moment because I was just like, I, you know, I walked away from a really great job and a really great career because I was like, right, I'm just, I'm just going to go for this. Um, and it's pivotal then because I met my wife you know, married three kids and the life that we have. So that's that's mm-hmm. another really, really, really big one. Yeah. Um, the next one is definitely the the other one that I just alluded to earlier, which is just like, you know, my wife just saying, look, you know, things need to change for me. Mm-hmm. And I and I did, I made those, made changes and became healthier, um, created 
you know, more better habits for me to get the best out of me and, and also, you know, 100% like being a better husband and a better father. Um, but, you know, you've always got to do the work on yourself first so then you benefit everyone else. So that, mm, that was absolutely. huge because I just, um, I, I, I've, I've then gone into impact, I've, I know I've gone into impact the lives positively of, of so many other dads and people because I decided to make a, a stand for other people around, hey, look, this is what health represents, this is what it can bring you in your life. It's not everything because um, getting healthy is amazing. However, you will, you will um, understand this. Like I, I think I've seen some of your posts and you work in the health and fitness industry. Um, a lot of people will um, get healthy. However, they won't do the unconscious work in terms of they'll still have a self-image, say, of an unhealthy person and it'll just be an elastic band that snaps them back. Right, and I'll go. I'm all the way out here. And then it's like, no, bang, I'm back here, because um, they haven't they haven't gone to work on here, right? Yeah, that's up. right. Like, that's right. like I have, you know, in my business, what I do, like I was explaining to people that day, like I just have a I have a self image of health. Um, I don't, I don't. It's not even a habit or discipline. It's just who I am, mm. in a very healthy yeah. way. Like I still enjoy a glass of wine and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like mm-hmm. I just like I get being healthy brings me so much. Mm. So that mm. that moment was hugely pivotal because then it mm. then it led to um, so many other things happening. It led to, once I got healthier, um, I began to wake up in a in a conscious sense because I just didn't have so many like you know toxins basically like when yeah. drugs, mm. alcohol, bad food like literally in your body and getting rid of all that kind of stuff means you can just neurologically whatever how you wanted to call it you think better you think clearer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That then, though, you know, got me started on my next path because that, like a lot of a lot of us, don't have the skills then to navigate through that. And then led to a lot of frustration because mm-hmm. I was really frustrated and angry about right. Well, I want to get to here, but why is this not working? Why are there all these blocks and different things going on? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a smart, intelligent guy. Um, all these other kind of things, but it's just not working. It's just not working. It's just not working. And that's when I got more into doing you know inside work yeah um, not, mm. not the external work and so mm. um so you, you're talking um talking depth in terms of the um the internal talk that perhaps was um was blocking this law of attraction thing going on and, um, and the right people just, showing up the right you know um clients um, being attracted to your business because of the energy no, that was just, um, you're putting out there just it's just more like I didn't have the the right beliefs and the right values in place about what I could be and what I could have. So yeah, great. If, like if you don't if you don't um, your 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 values all live in your unconscious mind, right? So if you don't reprogram those to the destination that you want to go, mm. you're never ever going to get there because mm. you're always going to go back to your unconscious mind. Is that's your home, and you mm. can reprogram and change them. It's just yeah. like. It's it's like conditioning your body physically. You just don't mm. go to the gym one day and oh, far out, I'm ripped. Like you know, it takes twelve months. Yeah, yep. to to build the the actual physical muscle, and mm. the same with your your mind. So for me, um, I was I was not um, you know taking action on all my potential. I was not doing all these kind of things. And the more and more I started to dig into it, other things mm. you know other things came up, and it was like right, I got to do more of the inside stuff. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, so there was that. Um, oh, one of the kids is up. Um, so there <laughs> wouldn't was be a dad moment. podcast without kids in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I, I 
just come on, my wife's about to head out. So my baby may join me in a second. Yeah, um, So there was that. So that was pretty, um, that was pretty pivotal. Um, and then I just had some really big, um, that just led to some really big breakthroughs in terms of under, like getting men in general will have a, have a, have a, we're a distinct disadvantage to women and that we're really, really high positive sharing and opening up about shit. And so therefore the default of that is that we then bottle it up and cover it up in all the wrong ways. Right. Mm. Um, that is, that doesn't serve you. Um, and it certainly doesn't serve your family. Um, you know, it doesn't work out really, really well. Um, but the path to, from there to then releasing that is, is, is littered or is, is full of lots of um, lots of ego, lots of fear, lots of lots of stories and things, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. And we just don't. We're just not blessed with the skill to be able to navigate through that, right? Um, so I suppose like the next pivotal thing was. I'm actually going to give you three because the next one was I remember I didn't know what a breakthrough was, right? And um, I went. My wife and I went to date with Destiny together about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, after a mentor of us recommended we go to it. Kind of heard of Tony Robbins. Didn't really know much about him. Um, anyway, it was pretty intense. Yeah, and it's just like releasing a hype emotion that I've been holding on to in anger, and and just it all went out, and I just felt well, I felt pretty freaking amazing afterwards because mm-hmm. I'd got this distinction that I was creating all this anger in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, around something I was holding on to. Mm. And um, it was really interesting. I'll share it really quickly. We went through this exercise at the very end and and this is at day six, right? So we're, we've been pretty ripped open and broken. If anyone's done yeah. David Desti, it's pretty intense. I haven't yet, and no. I, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, mate, it's epic. Yeah. It's life-changing. Mm. And anyway, I uh, got to the point where doing this exercise, it's about early childhood memories and mine was playing in the kitchen with my mother and, um, and my brother and we were just, you know, mucking around and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, like you go through an exercise with a partner and, you start going through the story and um, because you have to write out on paper and then you share it. And, and the distinction that I got was that, you know, um, you know, uh, essentially like if I buy, I've been withholding love from my mum, right, because I've been blaming it for some stuff, but by withholding love from the very source of it that brought me into the world, how could I love others and myself, including my daughters and my wife, to, to their fullest? Um, and as soon as I said those words, I just broke down the ground and cried for 20 minutes. I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, hold what a release. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, um, and, and metaphysically, neurologically, all that kind of stuff, people are holding onto that stuff everywhere. And it, it just contributes to so much illness and sickness and all that kind of stuff. It's brutal, right? Mm. You can just see someone, they're carrying stuff and it's like, fuck, just let the brick go. Um, that then, you know, that really woke me up with some serious stuff then about life. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, um, then I started to get dive more and deeper and deeper into that. And then about 18 months ago, after we'd been building a bit of a side hustle business, my wife and I to get me out of corporate, mm. um, we're having breakfast with a mate of mine that, you know, we had some, um, we're looking at some investments with. And he just, you know, he sort of just said, you know, so like what's stopping you from leaving work today? He's a, he runs his own company, so he's quite smart with numbers and he kind of went through and he's like, so there's nothing stopping you resigning from work today. And I said, no. He goes, what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm just going to go and resign. So I just walked into work and resigned. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Had no plan or intention that day, but he shared with me that like, you know, for about eight months he'd been chipping away at me and chipping away at me and chipping away. Mm-hmm. And this is um, mm-hmm. something that I'm really big on is around the power of your peer group and, 
and proximity to people that that see a greater future for who you are and what you what you can stand for. And Agreed. you know, I'm lucky yeah. I've got those kind of people in my life. Mm. And he he pushed me out of a situation because like if I didn't push you, you weren't going to do it, and you weren't going to grow to where you could get to. So I had to push you, mm. um, even though it's as scary as fuck. Um, and it has been so the you know they're kind of the four, and then the last eighteen months has then provided its own next level of growth. Anyone that's ever transferred out of corporate into the full time enterprise, um, you will you know be faced. Sometimes you can be faced with you leave the you leave the bubble, the system, and you start to realize how much stuff. Even for me, like I'd done a lot of work on myself, I was still covering stuff up. Yeah. And, um, you know, I had a big, massive come to Jesus moment last year. I got um, diagnosed with PTSD um, because I'd been, um, I, you know, I had sexual abuse happen to me when I was much younger and I'd completely blocked it out. Mm. But as a dad, um, I was just playing with my kids one day and they were cuddling me and then just bang, all these memories came back and I was like, what the hell Holy is shit. that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't see that coming last year. Mm. Um, so I had to go, I had to dive deeper and get, you know, dig even more deeper into that stuff to be able to process that properly and take mm. empowering meetings out of it to allow mm. me to keep thriving and growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, there's some other wow. chunky, there's some other chunky ones in there, but oh, there's a good list actually. Yeah, <laughs> I've done all the socially embarrassing ones, but <laughs> oh, look, I, I love your openness. Um, someone I have a lot of super dad chats on, um, who I respect a lot, um, who talks very openly about his PTSDs. Corey Gadzionis as well, um, yeah. an amazing super dad over in Perth. And um, look, yeah, again, you know, it it is the strength of a group of men, super dads, optimized dads that really are ready to dive deep and and hold each other accountable. There's so much power in that. So yeah. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think I think the best thing, um, you know, is the lessons that we can share in hindsight as well. So yeah, do, do you definitely. need to do you need to get your no, daughter? No, no. no, no she's, she's going to put me in my hands in a second. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so look, from from all of that, I guess I guess the next question is: What is one of the greatest lessons you've learned from one of your biggest mistakes? So, what was the mistake and the lesson in it? Oh, wow! Mm, share some oh, wisdom man. from a mistake. What's the biggest mistake I've made that I've learned from Lisa? <laughs> He's asking his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, her name uh, is Little Lud. Hi. Hello. Nice to meet you. She's biggest just off the line. Biggest mistake. Anyway, I'll come up with it. I'll just sort of <laughs> remember him. Um, you just sit here, little monkey, okay? Yeah. I hear you're very good at calling him on his shit, just like my wife is. Oh, I was just going, so she. Oh. Hi, I'm Lisa. Hi, g'day, Jared. I um I hear you're very good at calling um calling David on his shit just like my wife is. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> you got to do it, otherwise you don't grow and you don't develop together. Absolutely, it's it's communication, open communication, isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah, David and I are both oh. very passionate about um I guess being a good influence and and sharing our own struggles um, with other dads to basically allow them to have that insight into their own life and learn to communicate better with their partner, learn to communicate more effectively with themselves for starters to, to you know, mm. to make those changes. So, yeah, I thought I'd get David on to have a chat about yeah. that today. Maybe we should get you on as well. 
<laughs> but it seems like you're about to run out the door. Sorry, you're about to lunch. Um, I've got to go for birthday lunch. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Your well, birthday. I think one of the best things that you boys are doing is also making awareness for to other guys. Guys just sit in their own own hole. They, they don't talk. They don't talk to their friends. They don't talk to their wives. They, and then it spirals out of control. So mm. what you guys are doing and, and sharing your experiences and being truthful and, you know, it's not always high-five, back-slapping, you, everything's great because it's not. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that, that pressure can really cause men to shut down. So, yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. So is it your birthday that you're oh, uh, going out? It was recently, recently last week. Gotcha, so very cool. Big group of um, school mums yeah. yeah, well, who yes. um, are all heading out for, for lunch. So. All right, have yeah, a excellent. Have a good one. Have a good one. Ciao, likewise. Um, a mistake. A, a mistake. A mistake. Yeah. Like I've made lots of mistakes, so like I can't sit here and say that maybe I've just made too many. Um, well, how about how about we change mistake to a regret? What's a what's a what's a big regret that you hold? Oh, yeah, I mean regrets are not not you know leaving corporate earlier and really backing myself. Mm. Not regret. So what you what you learn from that? Holding on to that job Trust. much longer and. I uh, know just just like something that I'm really big in and teaching and working with people is um hello Pete you look beautiful um is trusting your instincts I believe like as men we're just a generation of men that don't know how to trust their instincts and that mm. means not unfortunately we see a lot of us a lot of people that don't um you build trust by honouring your word to yourself and others yeah beautiful. If you had all the time and all the money you and your family personally needed to live your greatest dreams yep. and get everything you could, what would you do? Um, What's your ideal uh, life look like? Ideal life looks like, um, li- like I mean, I, I love living where I live. Like I've got no, um, when people say, oh, I want to go live in a tropical island or do all this kind of stuff, it's like, Man, like Australia is a ripping country. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, my mm-hmm. ideal life looks like building. Like I've 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 created a a movement with the business I've created, the optimized dad, that's allowing me to travel around the world because I love connecting with different cultures and people. Yeah. And um and and seeing and seeing you know as you know you see a dad transform it transforms a family it transforms a community it transforms a village and then you can transform mm-hmm. the globe. Yeah. So. Seeing that happen, like, you know, ha- having like no time and money, no object is is that being, you know, what my life is. And through that process, my kids come along for the journey. So they, um, you know, it's all about your peer group and it's the same for your kids, like having them expanded. Oh, um, and them being able to then come along for the ride and experience and see what it means to be, you know, um, you know connected, woken up aware person and seeing healthy men because i've got three daughters right so mm-hmm. you know me being that role model for them um is really important mm-hmm. so if i money time money now object type thing it's you know um we're living down down the beach that's where i'm going to be in five years time so that's already on my goal chart um and you know being able to walk to the beach in the morning um, yep. having built this business where or it's a movement to a point where um, it's something global that allows me to travel, you know, help people transform on a global level because there's families everywhere and have my family involved in that so they can they can learn the skills much, much earlier than we all did 
mm-hmm. about how to like just you know really have an awesome life and, mm-hmm. and be able to um, you know have all those skills so they can yep. you know what they want. Beautiful. So it's kind mm-hmm. of about it. And look, obviously, you know, contribution is a massive thing to me, and the contribution part is helping people transform and you know donating to charities and and seeing you know like money is just you know you, the money you create is not yours. Like you know, it's just simply energy that you that you come come to pass and happen to do something else with. Mm. Yep. So on the other side of the coin now, what wouldn't you ever do? Um, I wouldn't um, ever go back to working for someone else. Um, I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> there's not many things I wouldn't do, would, wouldn't, wouldn't do. Um, I don't know, like I wouldn't smoke again. I used to be a smoker. I don't know, like um, I I wouldn't wouldn't do um oh, don't take that don't take your phones um i wouldn't um i don't know like i wouldn't ever want to be you know be that that dad that um is not uh um there for his kids or has been a been a, been the type of example for them that oops daisy oh sorry you're right you're right that was my fault sorry that didn't work out. <laughs> Sorry, Poppet. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't want to go back to corporate. I wouldn't want to, um, you know, settle for a not not settle for a life that wasn't a reflection of my potential because I, I know I've got the skills and everything to access that. Yeah. Great. That makes and sense. when do you, when do you feel most yourself? I feel most myself when I am. Usually, usually it's when I'm on a on like I'm doing a group coaching call or I'm on stage, and I'm just I'm just jamming about stuff that like I feel most happy about, because um, I all I ever see like a picture in my mind I see people is I is it just brings people a lot of happiness, mm. and and I can see like you know a, a light either ignited in them or a shift in their energy that just makes them feel better about who they are. Um, because I know they've probably been in pain and, and I know that because we've all been through them, the situations at home where the energy's crap, you can see it's affecting your kids and then you start to see them picking up those habits of you and you're like the guilt and the shame starts to come and it's like anything to do the you know, there's less guilt and shame and more love and compassion in a house. Like that's when I feel my most happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and when I'm walking, when I'm down the beach, I love being down the beach. <laughs> Again, there's there's not too much you haven't said today that I haven't uh, really resonated with, and that's that's one of them all. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, look, David Morrison, thank you for joining us on the Super Dad Show today. All right, thank you for me and Summer. If you love what you heard and you'd like to support the show, please go to www.patreon.com/superdadsonline. If you are a dad and you are not part of our closed Facebook group yet where we continue these deep conversations, go across to Facebook and search for Super Dads Online. You'll hear me on the next episode of the Super Dads Show with our next guest. Thanks for listening.